Hello. Hello, welcome to Live at 510. Because I had a bit of internet problems here. We've got these um, things that spread your internet around the... See that, that little disc over there? Spreads the internet around the house, works through the plug sockets. It's got to have a blue light on like that one there. And this one's got a yellow light on, and that's why I wasn't live at five. <laughs> there you go. So there we are. Welcome back. Let's just bob that there. Uh, hello, Teresa. How are you? I'm just having a coffee. Hope you've got one too. Okay, so um, I was just doing a, a little reminder up there, and it was a beautiful sunset, and everything was groovy. And it reminded us all that it's fireworks night tonight-ish, maybe tomorrow night as well. So we're all worried about our horses and uh, how many fireworks there's going to be and such like, and what can we do to help them out? So I was just thinking that'd be a good subject for the live at five, 10, <laughs> it's five ten. I couldn't make it at five. Um, like live at five ten, a subject would be what to do, um, what we can do to help our horses with fireworks. So what can we do to help our horses with fireworks? Well, the first thing we can do is get them used to the fact that unusual things happen, which brings me back to a subject that I keep coming back to over and over again. I've covered it in my previous videos. I cover it on my Rider Confidence course. Your horses need to learn that things will happen that they may not approve of, but they have to tolerate them, such as... Let's not start with fireworks. Let's start at washing your feet, washing the mud off your hooves. How many people have got a horse that dances and dances and you don't sort of chase it around the yard a bit? If you insist that the horse has to stand and have its feet washed, then that's one thing that it's learned that it has to do. If you insist that a horse has to tolerate things, and another favourite of mine is the pinning a feed bag on the fence and then continuing to do your circles or exercises around it, then the horse learns that it has to ignore the feedback. The horse learns this process that this human is going to come along with another great idea of carrying a flag or what have you and show it another great process that it has to, has to learn and um, it appreciates the fact that it has to learn how to learn. By the time you're trying to teach it about tractors and such like, it's in the habit of learning how to learn. And it comes to this tractor and it's like, my God, you don't want me to learn how to... Yes, I do want you to learn how to. And you go to start off with, you do your normal exercises in the vicinity of the tractor, getting ever closer or whatever. And the horse learns how to cope with the tractor in the same way that it learned how to cope with the hose washing its feet, then it learned how to cope with the feedback, then it learned how to carry a flag, then it learned how to walk over a crash mat or tarpaulin, and then it learned how to knock a Swiss ball around the arena, and then it learned how to go near the guy doing the strimming, and then it learned how to go near the guy washing his car, and then it learned, and then it learned, and then it learned, and it learns, and it learns, and it learns. But the whole concept of learning is something that the horse needs to become accustomed to. I've tried to encompass this in the phrase, learn to learn, because I think it's quite easy to remember that. Your horse needs to learn how to learn. 
And once it's in the process of that, it's like, oh, these crazy humans, they come along, they do all these crazy things and I, and I have to learn how to do them and I still, or learn how to, what they're actually learning is learn how to continue to do the exercises that I do in the vicinity of, of these things. What they're learning is how to ignore things. So if this process carries on, then by the time it comes to the big things, fireworks and such like, you stand a much better chance that they will take it in their stride of like, oh my God, here's another thing that I don't like. Okay, so if they learn how to learn all different things, then that's just super. By the time they get to the fireworks, hopefully they'll be able to tolerate them better. We can also help them by upping their exercise. If they've done twice as much exercise as they normally have, they may not be in the mood to run around quite as drastically uh, when the fireworks go off. Plus, if we've got their uh, neighbours, their field companions or whatever to also exercise, they might not feel like running around quite so much. So as the herd and the whole pack instinct and things, it just might be a bit calmer. That's the philosophy that we use. It's worked for us pretty well. Um, some of you may know that we've got a show that goes out to county shows and such like. And sometimes we've got to go from the area where we've got our stabling to the arena. We've got eight horses. They've got to go past steam engines and everything. If they're going to go past steam engines and the kids on the back, you know, the kids on the bouncy um, trampolines where you've got this kind of like hexagon thing and kids bouncing up and down, they go past that and they go past the steam engines and they go past the crazy ghost train and they go past the rifle range and they go past the air simulator, the red arrow simulators, and they've got to go past all this stuff. And there's eight horses, eight of them. Imagine if we had to stop, let him become accustomed to the first thing, walk on, let him become accustomed to the second thing, walk on, let him get... And we've got eight horses to go. We'd never get to the arena. So the horses have learnt, we've just got to ignore the scary ghost train and the bouncy castle and the kids on the... On the, on the whatever it's called, trampoline, and uh, everything else. They've encountered so many things, so many things, that by the time it comes to fireworks, it's just another thing. And we got invited to uh, perform at Chumley Castle, spelt Cholmondeley or something, at the, was it the Festival of Noise? Doesn't bode well, does it? <laughs> the festival of, festival of Speed, maybe? Festival of something crazy. And there was helicopters and tanks and the old racing cars, the ones that looked like big bathtubs with boat engines in them. And hovercraft racing was on before us. And those horses took it all in their stride. They have seen so much. And when we arrived, the night we arrived, we just in time for the fireworks show. And so I saw this happening live because I wasn't sure how my horses would react. They were just in the electric pens. We put them all out and then these fireworks started. And it was a big firework display of just over there, just, you know, in the, just beyond that hedge. And to be fair, seven of the eight horses watched it. And it was just, it's just wonderful. I was just watching all the fireworks. Old Oscar, he didn't like it very much. He started running around and he would have set the others off. 
as a, of course we were like there like lightning and, and basically just told him to stand still and he was like you're joking you you want me to learn to learn here with all this going off and we're like yes you have to learn to learn here and he was absolutely marvelous hi karen how are you uh, we have 15k worth of fireworks going off put the radio on and put a yes very good yes putting the radio on all the all the desensitization throughout the year not even just leading up to it but if the horses are used to the radio turn it right up it is it is a pain but there you go we have to do it so um oscar was running round and round and the rest of them were just watching the fireworks why am i telling this story not to go oh, my horses are so good but to emphasize this is how horses can be it's how they can be it is possible and when you're surrounded by people saying you'll never get horses used to fireworks, that's not true. It does depend on the personality of the horse and it does depend on the breed. Da, 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 da. But it's all possible. It's all possible. So we had uh, one show where we were with, I can't remember his name, that's embarrassing. I hope he doesn't see this. But um, a stunt guy who was jumping a quad. And uh, we were all, all parked up together and the ramp was right by the horses and he'd hit the ramp and the ramp would go bang and he'd jump the jump and he'd come back down. And by, by the end of the weekend, all seven horses were going. <laughs> it was just wonderful to watch. So they can get used to it. And how we are going to get used to it is to learn how to learn. But, and this comes to the point of the night. You might be wondering what the point of the night was, but here it is. If you're surrounded by people who are telling you otherwise, telling you that the horses will never get used to fireworks and they're going to run around and they're going to break their legs and they're going to do this and do that. That's not true. It's not true. All the horses can learn to tolerate the fireworks more. Not always perfectly, to be fair. Depends on the breed, depends on the personality, but certainly to a greater degree. And people will tell you that that's not possible. It is possible, but it takes a huge amount of work. A huge amount of work. But then a lot of things are possible that take a huge amount of work. And it's the people around you, which is why I'm doing these Live at Fives, why I'm doing this whole course, why I'm doing this whole internet thing, and trying to put it out there more, to get a bunch of people around you and around me who believe what horses can do. Because what horses can do far exceeds anything that we actually do when we're riding them. I'm, some of you have been to my Rider Confidence course and, and heard about the big battle scenes and all this and that. It's true. Um, Zyma showed me a thing this morning um, of Moscow in 1902 and all these horses flying around in the snow and, and it's the craziest traffic jam. Horses are way capable of so much more, so much more. And we just have to appreciate that that's possible. It is possible. So when the people around you start voicing their doubts it does erode at your confidence it, it erodes at my confidence as well if i'm surrounded by people giving me stories of, of disaster and this can't be done and that can't be done and this example and that example i've lived the life and i find myself going hmm, yeah maybe i've got it wrong with the 50 horses i've worked with maybe i've just been lucky 
it, it does erode your confidence. And so we need to build a community around us where people are aware that this is a possibility. So I did my live, and I'll, I'll get to the point in a minute. I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm just working up, sorry. So my point of the live at five today is because of the live at five yesterday, when um, people sent in lovely comments, and thank you all very much, and put your comments below, and if you're watching it on the replay, put your comments below. It's essential that you do, because this isn't a one-way thing. It's not me just talking at the screen. It's me putting out there for the feedback so that I can find examples of going, yes, this person's thinking right and this person is not thinking right. Very judgmental of me. I can be a bit judgmental at times. Here's an example of my judgmentalness. So I get feedback quite a lot. I get feedback. That's very nice. Thank you, Teresa. Um, I get feedback quite a lot. And I I just wanted to, to give this example of the way people talk. So this person wrote to me and they said, I used to be ever so confident and uh, then I I had a fall and all I can do now is remember that fall. I I remember every time I come up to a jump, I I tense and I know that I'm clamping on with my legs and my heart just beats and my mouth goes dry and I'm just lucky to to live and I get over the fence and I'm, I'm just not in control at all and I'm trembling and I'm so frightened and so on and so on and so on. I can't remember the details, but it was like that. Okay. The way she described the confidence half, I used to be confident, no emotion, no picture, no nothing. But then, and then she began to paint this beautiful picture. My mouth goes dry, my my, uh, limbs start to tremble, I can't concentrate, I'm clamping on, I'm worried that the horse is going to go faster, a million what ifs going through my mind, I could just see myself splatting on the ground. And it was like a, an award-winning novel, the horrific part. Now, it would have got the essence over perfectly well. I used to be confident, and then I had a fall and lost my confidence. Would have got the essence of it over really well without having to paint this picture. But we could paint it the other way as well. I used to be confident... I used to approach any jump with absolute surety that I'd go over. I'd get on any horse. I used to really enjoy jumping on my horse and galloping off over the over towards the fields. And I had nothing but a head collar and a rug or whatever. Whatever people don't, don't ride my head collar and a rug. But you could have described exactly the confidence, painted that picture, and then at the end say, and then I had a fall and I've lost my confidence, and I would like to come to your course. What a different picture that puts in your mind. So that's quite interesting, isn't it? The way we put a picture forward to get the emphasis across. But how many times has that person described the horrific painting over and over again? And each time she describes it, she's painting that painting in her mind. It's interesting. Well, what people say in there? Oh, good. Had a brilliant day yesterday. Today it was a bit windy and it rained, so I didn't ride. That's a shame, because if you wanted to learn to ride in the wind and the rain, 
And you were like, right, I'm going to learn to ride in the wind and the rain. And you had to hire in a wind machine and hire in a rain machine. And they cost you a thousand pounds each so that you could learn. You just had that for free today, for free. So you went home. You're never going to learn. Five minutes is good. In fact, next time it's raining, if you want to learn to ride in the wind and the rain, let's start at the beginning. Let's start how we learn to ride, but this time in that environment. So it's windy, it's rainy. First thing I'm going to do is go out and do some lunging to get used to the environment, to see how the horse works, to start the horse to learn to learn. This is how we go in the rain. So the horse is going, it's raining and windy. You're be joking you're not expecting me to i oh all right then <laughs> and off it goes so don't avoid the wind and the rain if you're too worried to get on the horse and go galloping off over the moors that's fair enough that's a question of bite sizes and bite sizes are very important as well and i won't go on about them about this live at 10 past five because we'll be here all night it's a big subject so don't avoid the wind and the rain but accept that you need to start learning how to ride in that environment. If we were learning how to ride in any new environment or learning how to ride a different animal, you'd start at the beginning. Go and learn to ride a camel. You'll start at the beginning. It's perfectly normal. So don't, don't be scared of the wind and the rain, but be aware that it's a whole new learning platform and embrace it because it would cost you thousands of pounds to get those machines in and in England we get it for free so that's marvellous what's people saying Dries are saying I don't know if you can read this I am better in the wind and rain and I know my skin doesn't leak but I hate the rain and so does he and he always gets to stand under a tree that's fine. No one says you have to ride in the wind and the rain unless you're afraid to. As long as it's a choice, then, then we're good. If it's not a choice, if it's that I'm too worried to go and ride in the wind and the rain, then that's a problem. If you can ride in the wind and the rain, then you can put that to your riding in fair weather. Well, you'll be excellent, of course. So maybe it's worth investing in some of those nice waterproof trousers that don't make the horrible swish swish sound and uh, getting on riding in the wind and the rain. However, I've digressed now, <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> Do I worry about anything, Carl? Yes, absolutely. Oh, uh, absolutely. Um, my my favourite example um, is I, I do this uh, these shows and that, and I always get the what ifs. Absolutely, I get the what ifs. It's, it's coming up to my bit. I'm going to go now. And, and these little pictures of this might happen pops in. But as in the same way, you might have seen the video on this already, that I scroll through Facebook, scrolling away, and I see something I don't like, I don't, I scroll away. I scroll away. When I see something I do like, I concentrate on that. So I do worry... Of course they do. The what-ifs do pop up. Of course they do. That's our job for our brain to do. Our brain is like the Facebook feed, producing all these things for our consideration. It's like, doesn't interest me, doesn't interest me. Oh, that's horrible. Doesn't, oh, this is interesting. And there you go. But it's supposed to. It's saying, have you considered this? And the end result is, I've done my training. 
I know what I'm doing. I don't need to think about that. And I can dismiss that thought. It's not easy. It's a, it's a habit that you have to get into. But yes, the answer is, of course I worry. Of course I do. But I know which worries are useful. Think of a worry that's useful. What would happen if this piece of tack failed and I will put on the backup plan? Or, or what would happen if... Um, yeah, if, if I fall this way, what will I grab? Is it, here's a simple one. Yes, here's much more simple. If this horse rears, what am I going to grab onto? So, uh, in a particular plat, or I've, I've got it in my mind, that's what I grab. And it takes a millisecond. So that's a useful worry. Is this horse going to rear? And I'll just have a quick look. And on this horse, I'll grab hold of this. So I've got, the, I've got the plan in mind. That worry took about half a second to go and away we go. Does that make sense? <laughs> wow, that's incredible. Oh, it's gone off. Oh, can I get that back? Uh, yeah. Before I did your course, I used to say Max hates the wind and the rain. Now we just get dressed for it and get on with it. Turns out it doesn't mind it at all. Wow. Top of the class. I'm, I'm so impressed by that. That's, that's incredible. So Karen's going to go out and, and do it anyway. Um, if you're talking about the wind and the rain, I'm afraid it might be nice and sunny tomorrow, so you might have to buy a wind machine and a rain machine. So... As long as we've got the bite sizes. Okay, so we want to go out of our comfort zone, but not into the fear zone. There's a place between the fear zone and the comfort zone, which is the place where we learn. And that's where we need to be. Right, write your lesson plan. Right, tomorrow I am going to do this, this, this. Make it a small step, a doable step, and stop when you've done it. Give yourself a reward. Feel good for what you've done. And that's the way to make sure that by next spring, you've, you've gone miles and miles and miles. There's no need to be brave. There's just the need to be sensible and just push yourself a little bit further every time. It's the only way to learn. We do, we do what you would regard crazy things. But if you'd have come along with us on the journey, you'd have seen the bite-sized steps that we do. It's just how it is. Beautiful. Oh, crumbs, that's all gone wrong. I can't work technology, Teresa. Your, your message was too long. There we are. So what we need to do is build a community. I hope you're going to join me for Live at Five tomorrow. I'm going to read through your scrolls. Anybody who's seeing this replay after, please put messages down because usually what happens is messages lead to subjects, lead to messages, lead to subjects. And so we can build a community together and bear in mind that we're going to be getting these um, live meetings probably on Zoom so that we can all actually talk and I don't have to keep lurching forwards and reading the one-way the one conversation. Okay, thank you all very much for joining the live at 5.10. Sorry that I had a little internet uh, problem there, but there you go. Okay then, my friends, I shall see you tomorrow. Put your comments down and let's keep positive and not listen to those negative Nellies.
Okay, thanks for listening. Bye-bye.